Hey, and welcome to the Free Chapel Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Jensen Franklin. I was just thinking, uh, notice the director of music up there. Um, we, he is uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, and he is one of our online members. And it's just funny how God connects people. And a lot of these musicians that we, most of them are our regular musicians at our different campuses and almost all the soloists, well, really all the soloists are singers from our different campuses. But some of the musicians like that flute player and saxophone player, they are connected to the church in one way or another, and it's just been pretty remarkable how all of this has come together. And we're very humbled at what God has done in the last four, now five presentations. To God be all the glory for the lives and the talent, the dancers, the artists. Uh, everybody has one intention, to give glory to God with whatever gift and talent that we've been given in life. I don't, I'm, I turned 60 years old this year and I don't have time to get up and waste anymore. I don't want to do anything for the rest of my life just about me and mine, but I really want my life to matter for others and to give glory to God. And that's not because I'm such a good person. It's what Jesus does when he comes into your life. He changes your very nature. We had an amazing miracle. The, the presentation began this Friday. And uh, as fate would have it, my son and his wife, Jamie, uh, in Washington, D.C., started having their baby. And they had their baby. So me and Sharice had to leave and, and go to D.C. And there she is, beautiful Vivian Ray Franklin, seven pounds, one ounce. Turn to somebody and say, that is the most beautiful baby I have ever. Just feel free to do that. Notice the hair. I claim that I gave her the hair, at least. That was my, my contribution to that beautiful little baby. When a baby is born, two questions are usually asked. Once they find out if it's a boy or a girl, the next question usually is, well, how big was the baby? How much did he weigh? How tall is the baby? And it's a fair question. In 1879, uh, according to Guinness Book of World Records, a couple fell in love. The woman was seven feet, 11 inches. And the man that she fell in love with was seven feet, nine inches. And they are in that Guinness Book of World Records as the tallest couple who ever uh, been who have ever been married, and they had a baby, and the baby they had was 28 inches long and weighed 22 pounds. So all the women said, "Oh my God, come on! You know, can you imagine a 22 pound baby? That's scary. I mean, that they took that baby straight from the hospital." and enrolled it in college as a freshman. I mean, he probably had to shave the first day. Can you imagine a 22-pound baby? That's, that's, that's a big baby. And I can imagine in my mind when word began to spread, Mary's had her baby. Mary, Mary had her baby. 
Somebody said, really? And finally, the inevitable question. How much did he weigh? How big a boy is he? They could not imagine how big that baby was. That baby was bigger than Bethlehem. That baby was bigger than the manger. That baby was bigger than we could ever comprehend. Psalms 139, David said, If I ascend into heaven, he's there. If I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I take up wings and fly to the uttermost parts of the sea, even there he is. This was a big baby that was born 2,000 years ago. Isaiah 40 and verse 12 said he was so big that he has measured the water in the hollow of his hand. He holds the seas in the hollow of his hand. He said he metered out the heavens with a span. The span is from the distance from your thumb to this finger, this pinky finger. And he took all the stars in the heavens and metered them out like diamonds against black velvet and galaxies were born. And then he makes a phenomenal statement. He said he weighs the mountains and the scales and the hills and their balance. Listen to this. With all the trouble in the world, we worry about the nations like Russia and their aggression and things going on in our world. But listen to how big this baby was. Isaiah 40 and verse 15. And he still is. The nations are as a drop in a bucket. Let me tell you the political stuff going on in our world today, God says, in my mind, the nations are but a drop in the bucket. Verse 22 said, he is, it is he who sits upon the circle of the earth. The book of Isaiah said that baby was so big that he said, the heavens are my throne and the earth is my footstool. And the inhabitants thereof, it goes on to say, are grasshoppers. That was a big baby. The Bible said that the Lord made the heavens. He was bigger than Caesar. He was bigger than Herod. He was bigger than religious leaders. He was bigger than scribes and Pharisees. He was greater than Solomon. He was bigger and greater than all. I jotted down some things. How big was that baby? In the New Testament, he was bigger than leprosy. He was bigger than blindness. He was bigger than lameness. He was bigger than deafness. He was bigger than blood disease. He was bigger than a withered hand. He was bigger than paralysis. He was bigger than epilepsy. He was bigger than demon possession. Maybe somebody needs to hear this who's lost someone dear and near to your heart this year. That baby that was born in Bethlehem was bigger than death. He was bigger than the grave. He was bigger than the tomb. He was even bigger than hell. He went there and stripped the keys from Satan. Satan is so defeated that he doesn't even have the keys to his own home because Jesus said, I have the keys. And that's why addiction can't hold you. That's why your past can't defeat you because he's got the keys that set you free. I want to make it a little more personal. How big of a, how big, a, how big was he? He's bigger than your diabetes. He's bigger than your cancer. He's bigger than your heart disease. He's bigger than infection. He's bigger than bone disease or arthritis. He's bigger. He's bigger than your anxiety. 
He's bigger than fear. He's bigger than depression. I want to say it today. He's bigger than panic attacks. He's bigger than trials and troubles and hard times. He's bigger than, than, than legal battles. He's bigger than financial problems. He's bigger. He's for you. He came because he wanted you to know that he cares. And that's why we celebrate Christmas, because we serve a big God. He's bigger than America's backsliding. I haven't given up on America because I know God is bigger than the culture that we're, li that we're living in. He's bigger than addiction. He's bigger than sin. Come on. He's bigger than a habit. He's bigger than alcoholism. He's bigger than pills. He's bigger than your past. He's bigger than your failure. He's bigger than condemnation and guilt and shame. He's so much bigger. He's so much bigger. I want to declare this. He's bigger than your hurt. He's bigger than offense. He's bigger than unforgiveness, hatred, bitterness, strife. He's bigger than wounds. He's bigger than divisions in our families. He's bigger than dysfunction. How you were raised doesn't have to be bigger than, than who he is. What happened to you as a child, the dysfunction that you might have come up in doesn't mean that you have to limp through life the rest of your life. He's bigger than dysfunction. He's bigger than separation. He's bigger than divorce. I'm not talking about Halloween day. I'm not talking about Groundhog Day. I'm talking about Christmas Day when God Almighty, that big mighty God wrapped himself up in flesh and put himself inside of a package called Mary, the Virgin. And when he was born, all of God was suppressed into eight pounds of flesh, an eight pound God who said, I will conquer and defeat hell itself to win and save the people who will call on my name. Would you give him a mighty praise this morning? And I want to end with this. The second, the second question that everybody asks when a baby is born is not just how big is he, but what is his name? All through the Old Testament, people kept asking, who is God? What is his name? Jacob wrestled with an angel that was really Jesus. And he said, what is your name? Moses had a bush that burned, but was not consumed in the desert. And it began to speak to him and said, go set my people free. And he said, whom shall I say sent me? Tell me, what is your name? I want to know God's name. And then in the book of Proverbs 30, a powerful prophetic question. The writer says, who has ascended? He saw prophetically thousands of years before the New Testament was ever written, but he saw God coming down. He said, who is this who has ascended into heaven and descended to earth? He saw God coming down to earth. And then he asked another question. He said, who is this that I see in this vision? And he said, he gathers the wind in his hand. He saw Jesus standing on the bow of the boat. And the disciples in a troubled sea 
thinking they were going to perish. And Jesus reached out in the middle of that storm and gathered the wind in his fist. And he wrote, I don't know his name, but I tell you, I see a God who's going to come from heaven to earth. I see a God who even the winds and the waves obey his will. And when he speaks, the waves lay down. And then he gets even more accurate with his prophecy thousands of years before Christ came. And he said, who is this who who has water bound in his garment. He saw one who would walk on the troubled sea. And when Peter was about to sink, he reached down and picked him up. And together, what he couldn't do by himself when he took the hand of Jesus. That's what some of you need to hear this morning. You're trying to do everything by yourself. And you will sink in despair and defeat. But when you take Jesus by the hand, the Bible said, plural, they walk back to the boat. He couldn't do it on his own. But when he took Jesus by the hand, you can't hold your marriage together on your own. You can't have victory and love and peace in your home on your own. But when you reach down and, and you reach up and you take the hand of Jesus, what you can't do by yourself, he'll walk you back to the place of victory every time. What's over your head is under his feet. What's his name? The Bible said in Matthew chapter one, in Proverbs 30, he asked the question, finally said, if you can't tell me his name, can you tell me his son's name? What is his son's name? And Matthew 1 said, I'll tell you what it is. His name shall be called Jesus. Isaiah said, his name shall be called Wonderful. There's wonder in that name. Would you say that name with me? Jesus. The Bible said in Acts 4 and verse 12, neither is there any other name whereby we can be saved. What is his name? Philippians chapter 2 puts it this way, and I'm going to ask you to read it with me. It says, therefore, therefore, go to that part. God, everybody ready? Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven and of things on earth and of things under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. His name is Jesus, and there's power in his name. Depression has to leave this Christmas. Fear has to leave this Christmas. Hopelessness, pain, suicidal thoughts, Loneliness, fear, and worry have to leave this Christmas. I wrote this down the other day. Everything changed when I used the name. It's the truth. He changed my life as a teenager when I just said, Jesus, save me, use me, take my life and do something with it that'll bring glory to your name. And you know what? It hasn't changed. He'll do the same for you this morning. That's why we're singing about him. That's why we're praising him because his name is unlike any other name. There's power to save. Say his name one more time, Jesus. Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Free Chapel can now be your home church no matter where you live with Free Chapel Online. Watch weekly messages from wherever you are with your family and friends, join online small groups, volunteer, and more. 
Plus, there's weekly content for youth and kids. Join today by downloading the free Chapel app or head over to freechapel.org online. And a special thanks to those who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. If you'd like to partner with us, you can give by clicking the link in the description or on our website and app. God bless you and we'll see you next week.